Welcome to Souls Harbor's weekly podcast. We believe that God has called us to lead people into a relationship with Jesus Christ, help them grow to be like Jesus, and involve them in reaching lost people. Listen now to this week's message. Hey guys, welcome to our uh, Facebook live feed tonight, to our Bible study. We're glad to have you all with us. Hope everybody's doing well. I was just watching the feed here a minute ago. I see we got a few people that have jumped on. Sam and Don are out there, and Ruthie, and I think I saw Scotty. So it's good to have you guys. Hey, we'll wait just a few more minutes, let some more people get in before we jump into our Bible study tonight. Uh, Hope everybody's having a great week. I don't know if you guys heard about it or not. Ruthie came home this afternoon, and she updated me that the governor has decided to uh, sign in to place an executive order that everybody in Indiana is going to have to wear masks as long as they're in a place where they cannot social distance. So I don't know if you guys heard that or not. If you haven't, now you've heard it. You heard it here first. So that's going to take effect Monday. Uh, So we're going to be working through what that means for church and how we handle that. I suspect what it's going to mean is when you come to church, we'll need you, ask you, request you, want you to wear a mask. And uh, then once we get into the sanctuary and everybody's seated where we're social distancing and can social distance, then I don't know, maybe the option to take it off will be there. So we got to figure all that out. Just when you think you have things under control, uh, bam, here comes another requirement or a change or another, in this case, an executive order. And uh, there you go. Hey, we got some more jumped in. I see Shelly's out there and Joe. Hi, Joe. Good to see you guys. Emily, good to have you with us tonight. So, hey, we're going to go ahead and jump into our Bible study. Tonight, we are going to uh, dive into our, our third session, week three, of why we need the Bible. And tonight we're going to focus in on some uh, unique things from a little bit of a different perspective. So as we get ready to jump into that, uh, what I'd like to do tonight is let's take a moment and let's pray. And uh, then we're going to go ahead and dive right on in. So you guys agree with me in prayer tonight and then we'll get into this. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you. Uh, We thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your word. It is a life-changing thing when we apply it to our lives. And I pray tonight, God, as we take a a little bit of time and look at your word, study your word, that Lord, you'll help us to take it beyond just head knowledge and and, and, and just information and God apply it to our hearts. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. So let's get into this a little bit tonight. Uh, The Bible. Why do we need it? Well, week one, I just want to take a minute and let's go back and look at some of the things we talked about in the last few weeks. Week one, why do we need the Bible? Well, one of the reasons we need the Bible, and when I say we, I need I mean humanity um, in general, but the, the, the Christian community in particular. Why do we need the Bible? Well, because it speaks with authority. And you know, it's interesting, we're living in a day where we see it literally every day, uh, authority is questioned, challenged, um, disbelieved, not believed. I mean, we've got it. Uh, well, right now, I promise you, Ruthie and I were talking about the, uh, the 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 responsibility or engagement of the police with the whole mask uh, requirement. You know, are the police going to be called? How's this going to work? Uh, I know one of our local communities already came and set out and said, if if you see somebody not wearing a mask, don't call the police. We're not coming. Uh, call you know, call the state health board or whatever. But where it will come into play is those that want to fight over, hey, the governor can't tell us to do that, and those that want to fight over, um, hey, if you're not wearing a mask, you must be a really evil person. 
because nobody is accepting authority and we've become so skeptical of authority. Some people will believe it, other people won't. Anyway, that's why we need God's word. It is authority and it's authority because it's God's authority. The reason God's word is powerful is because it's backed up by the authority of God himself. And like I've said a few times, God knows stuff. He is the creator, all knowing, all present, all times. So that would be the First thing we talked about in session one, why we need God's word. Second thing is this, and this was last week's focus. The Bible provides us a moral foundation, and it's easy to say, you know what? We don't really need some religion or some book to tell us what's right and wrong. But I, I, I try to push back on that, and people much more articulate than me have pushed back on that. If you really believe that, why do you lock your doors at night? If you really believe that, if you really believe that most of humanity is good, why do we need a police force? Why do we need uh, laws and criminal systems? I, I mean, we need some kind of moral code in the, in the Word of God under the authority of God serves as one of the strongest, greatest, best foundations that we've ever had. If you doubt that, look at Western civilization. And I know people can point out all the negatives, all the problems, all the places we've missed. They can point out all the evil that's come out in the name of uh, Christianity and religion in general, and Christianity in particular. But you know what? There's been a whole lot more good than there has been evil. And I would I would suggest to you that in those instances where there has been evil, and I know they exist, I get it, I, I don't disclaim that, but in those instances where there has been evil, it's not a problem or a fault of the Word of God, it's a problem or fault of humanity's um, poor job of reading it, understanding it, and interpreting it. So those are the first two sessions, why do we need God's Word? Tonight where we want to go with this is a little bit different direction, just a little bit. Why do we need God's Word? We need God's Word because the Bible brings blessings and it brings success. It brings success, and I want to spend a little bit of time and, and dig into that. And what we're going to do tonight is look at just one passage of scripture. And if you can see my full screen text on your phone, then that's wonderful. If you can't, then go ahead and grab your own Bible. We're going to be in Psalms chapter one, and uh, I'm going to read, and we're going to read together just the first six verses, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the specifics of some of the verses and some of the things in there. Why do we need God's word? We need it because it brings blessing. And it brings success. Now, I will say it brings blessing and it brings success to those that actually um, follow it. You know, if you even for Christians, if you and some people will do this, they'll point to a Christian and say, well, they certainly don't seem to have blessing and they certainly don't have success. And my suggestion would be or my question would be, and maybe even in your own life, you struggle with that. How closely are we really following God's word? So let's look into this a little bit tonight. Let's jump to Psalms 1, 1 through 6. And let's just read this together. Uh, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does he prospers. There, there's your success. Uh, the wicked, however, verse 4 says, The wicked are not so, but are like chaff, that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So let's look at this. How is it that God's word brings 
blessing and bring success. And let's break this down a little bit. Let's start out with this part one. Let's talk about the advantages that come with following the Bible. And, and there really are some. And the first one would be, and we opened with that in, in verse one, blessed. So let's just look at this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of the sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers. Blessed is the man. So what does that mean, blessed? Why do we need the Bible? Because through the Bible, we can find ourselves being blessed. Now, I've talked about this off and on for the last two or three years, about the, the reality of our, our Christianity, our relationship with God. It's a covenant relationship. And that is one of those things we are so unfamiliar with in America today. And, and, and so many people want to take the, the, the covenant relationship we have with God and they want to make it a contract or they want to make it just all about love. And, it, and it's, it's a combination of those two things and even more. Maybe covenant uh, a covenantal marriage relationship would be the closest thing we have today where if you think about your marriage relationship, there is a contractual piece of that. There is a contract. There is a license that's signed. Um, but if that's the only thing, you know, people put in place prenuptial agreements where, you know, if we if we end up separating, then this is going to go to you and this goes to me. If the only thing that holds your marriage together or guides and directs your marriage is a contract, you got a problem. That's not a healthy marriage. And, and it would be the same thing with, with our relationship with God. If the only thing that dictates our relationship with God is a contract, then we've missed something so much. And there's that love piece of it that there's there's that relational piece of it. So here's the thing. Because of covenant, because those of us that have made a decision to follow Jesus Christ, we've asked him to be our, our God, our, to be our Savior. Uh, we're in a covenant with God. And because of the covenant, God is committed. This, this is his side of the covenant. He has committed himself to protect, to provide, to forgive for those that live in that relationship. So why do we need God's word? Because it's through God's word that we step into covenant and it, and it, with, with God. And, it, and it's through God's word that we're blessed. And that blessing involves that covenant concept. I, I want to do this tonight. I want to look at Leviticus 26. And I'm going to read a few verses here because this is, now this is Old Testament covenant. This would be Mosaic covenant. But I want you to just get a feel for the, the blessing, the covenant blessing of God, and because it carries over from the Mosaic Covenant, Old Testament, into the New Covenant that we have through the blood of Jesus. So just look at this with me tonight, and let me just read a few scriptures here uh, together with you. This is Leviticus, and it says this, you shall not make, so this is a description of the covenant. This is, this is our side. This is mankind's side. You shall not make idols for yourselves or erect an image or a, pil a pillar, and you shall not set up a figured stone in your land to bow down to it, for I am the Lord your God. You shall keep my Sabbaths, reverence my sanctuary, I am the Lord. And if you walk in my statutes and observe my commandments and do them, then, now here's the blessing, okay? So please don't don't miss this. Don't, don't just tune me out here. Hear that. This is the blessing, and this is why we need God's word, because it's through God's word we're blessed. We're covenantly blessed. And if we keep those commandments from God's word, then God says, I will give you rains in their season, and the land shall yield its increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Now, I don't know about you. Now, we're not in an agrarian society, but that sounds like success to me. That sounds like financial blessing. That sounds like um, material blessing. That sounds like health. I'll give you the your rains in their season. Success in your business is what it's saying. Uh, whatever that business is. And the land shall yield its increase and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. There's more. Let's keep reading here. You shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land securely. 
Now, I, I don't know about you guys, but I got to tell you, right now in our country, uh, there's uh, there's days I don't feel all that secure. Not from forces on the outside, but we're talking about some of the just turmoil and craziness going on in the inside. And, and, and I would suggest to you tonight that part of our struggle, part of our problem is we have for generations, several generations now, broken away from the security of the moral foundation of God's Word. We've broken away from the, the, the security and, and the moral foundation and the authority of God and His Word, and we're beginning to reap the consequences of what we've done. Because when we're living in that covenant relationship as a nation, we will eat our bread to the full and dwell in our land securely. I will give peace in the land, and you shall lie down, and none shall make you afraid." And I will remove harmful beasts from the land. And I've always often thought harmful beasts, you know, it's easy to think, okay, uh, let me do a little Wizard of Oz connection here. Lions and tigers and bears, right? Lions and tigers and bears are the beasts. But I've also thought, you know, when 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 a nation is living by uh, the, the, um, the the covenant, the, the, the word of God, living by the the, the standards that it sets, not only are our animal beast taken out of the way, but you know what? Our justice system has a way of dealing with the human beasts that walk this earth as well. I will remove harmful beasts from the land. You shall chase your enemies. They shall fall before you by the sword. Five of you shall chase a hundred, and a hundred of you shall chase ten thousand. I will turn to you and make you fruitful and multiply you and will confirm my covenant with you. I will make my dwelling among you. I will walk among you and will be your God, and you shall be my people. Now, this would be my question to you tonight. Is there anybody out there, anybody out there would like that kind of blessing, that kind of covenant relationship about their life, about their business about their job, about their family, about their marriage, about uh, about all that they do, about their country. Because if you do, you're in the right place tonight. Because where that blessing comes is from being a person that follows after the Word of God. So let's look a little further at this. Um, why do we need God's Word? We need it because it brings blessing. Talked about that. But we also need it tonight because it brings stability. Now, I think maybe this is one of the most important things we get out of this night's discussion. It brings stability. And if we've ever had a time where we are parents and families and marriages and our nation as a whole, we need stability. We need leaders with stability. It's right now. So God's word, it brings blessing, but it also brings stability. Here's what I mean. Um, the, the psalmist wrote in verse 3, he said, The person that, that follows the word of God, is a person that is like a tree planted by streams of water. That's stability. Now, now just think about this, okay? It, 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 and then we're going to come back to this verse in Matthew. It, it is like a tree that is planted by streams of water. His, its roots go deep. It is solid. It is secure. It is mature. It is strong. So, so the person that puts their, their following, their foundation, their anchor in the Word of God is the person that is stable. Now, I just I, I want you to think about this. Is this a stable person? And I just I, honestly, I just randomly pulled a, a passage that, that, that kind of ties into God's commandments in the New Testament. This is Matthew 19, 16 through 19. And, and I want you to think about this. The person that's being described here, stable, unstable. And, and behold, a man came up to Jesus, saying to him, What good deed must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, Keep the commandments. Okay. He said, Which ones? Which I find to be quite a humorous 
<laughs> question. Um, Jesus said, keep the commandments. And the guy's like, okay, great. I'll keep the commandments. Which ones do I need to keep? And which ones can I just kind of let slide? And this is what Jesus said. He said, after he was asked what's, which ones, he said, look, you shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. Still, you shall not bear false witness. You shall not honor your father and mother, or you shall honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. And here's here's my question. Let's talk about stability in a person's life. Let's talk about stability in a family. Let's talk about stability in a community. Let's talk about stability in a nation. Uh, if murder is a part of your life, are you a stable person or an unstable person? I mean, I got to believe instable, right? If murder is a part of your life, you're going to be dealing with the issues of that. You're going to be running from that. You're going to be prosecuted for that, maybe. Uh, you're going to spend time in prison for that, possibly. It's going to make you unstable. It's going to make your family unstable. How about adultery? What does adultery do for a marriage? Does it make it stable or unstable? I would argue, and I don't think there's any argument to it, adultery is going to make a marriage unstable. You shall not steal. Does theft or thievery, does it make a person more or less stable? How about this? Lying? Does a person that is constantly lying and manipulating, is that person stable or unstable? Honoring your father and your mother. You know, so much of the garbage and the junk we're seeing played out on the streets right now, I just I keep going back to just a real lack of two parents in a home, a real lack of parenting, a real lack of setting borders and parameters. Um, honor your father and your mother. Does that make a, a, a nation, a person, a family more or less stable? Love your neighbor as yourself. And, and, and here's the thing. We're, we're told that the person that follows after the word of God, that chooses to obey the word of God, is like a tree planted by the water. Uh, they're, they're stable, extremely stable. And we see in, in Matthew 19, 16 through 19, what happens to those that choose to go a different direction and the instability that comes. And you just begin to get a feel for that. He's, 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 he's like a tree planted by the water. The one who follows the Bible is like a tree. So, so just think in these terms. If you, if you can imagine a tree planted by a river, by a stream, there's a continuous source of nourishment and it grows strong and its roots grow deep. And that's the power of being people that not only know the word of God, but choose to follow the word of God. There is stability. So why do we need the word of God? It brings blessing. It brings that covenant blessing. It brings stability. And, and then we also got to look at, we're looking at Psalms 1, 4, uh, 1, 1, 1 through 6. In chapter verses 4 and 6, it says this, The wicked are not so. He contrasts the stability of the, the ones that are following God's word with the wicked. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. What is the, the and I, I talked about that, I connected that just a moment ago. What is the, the stability of the wicked person? They're unstable, they're blown everywhere, they jump from one lie to the next, one relationship to the next, one deception to the next, one crime to the next, one place to the next. The, the, the instability is just incredible. They provide little or no value to society. I mean, that sounds harsh, but so often that's exactly what happens. Ultimately, they are destroyed. In, in, in eternal judgment, they will ultimately be destroyed. And I just went back to Matthew again, and you can see it there. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. So which is the stable and which is the unstable person? Let's talk about this third piece. Why do we need the Word of God? It brings blessing, uh, it brings stability, but it also brings productivity and prosperity. And let's look at this tonight for just a moment. 
It says this, the person that, that connects themselves to the Word of God is like a tree planted by streams of water uh, that yields its fruit in its season, productivity, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Prosperity and productivity. These are things that comes with the Word of God. And just consider this. Just think about this with me. Just process this. Who is the most productive and prosperous people in the world? Isn't it those who are stable? Isn't it those who are trustworthy? By stable, I mean trustworthy. Isn't it the person that follows through? Isn't it the person that works hard? Isn't it the person that starts a project, finishes a project? Isn't it a person that when they start a job, they complete the job, they stick with the job, they're dependable, you can count on them being there on time? Isn't it the person that when they choose to go pursue an education, be it a technical education or be it a, a, some more formal academic education, when they start the process, they complete the process. Isn't it the person that is a, a, a that when they start a book, they finish a book? I, I, there was this great YouTube video from some time ago, and I know probably most all of you seen it, that if you want to be a success in life, it was from, and I don't remember the details, it was from a somebody high up in the military, and, and the context of it was basically, if you want to be a success in life, then make your bed. Every day start by just doing the right thing, getting up and putting things in place and making your bed. Who is it that's the most productive in this world? Isn't it those that, that, that are and the most prosperous? Isn't it those that are stable, that have all of those things going for them? I would suggest that, and I don't, I, I don't think it's really even arguable or debatable. It's people that have those characteristics, which comes from pursuing and being faithful to the Word of God. So how do I get that, Pastor Barry? How do I bring God's blessings? How do I bring stability to my life? How do I uh, take the Word of God and make it a part of my life? How do I find prosperity and success? So let's look at that. Verse 1, he said this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. So he, he kind of gives us the answer to that question by how to be blessed by how not to. Um so this is the question, who or what informs your character and moral value? So let's go back and look at that again. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Who informs your character? Who, deserve, who determines in your life what is moral and immoral, right and wrong? Who, who guides and directs your values? Is it by seeking the counsel of the wicked? or standing in the way of sinners, or sitting in the seat of those that scoff and mock at God and the Word of God. And there's a lot of them out there to, 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 today to, to, to find that from. Um, blessed is the man who doesn't do those things. So I ask you again, who or what informs your character and your moral values? Now here's some, here's some sources. A lot of us, our moral values, our character, our determination of what is right and wrong, it comes from pop culture. Is that your source? It comes from our news outlets. It comes from CNN or Fox or MSNBC or, or the New York Times or whatever you get on Apple News. Is that your source? It comes from entertainment. We, we base what a man looks like, what a man acts like. We base what is heroic and what is courageous on the latest movie that grabs us and touches our emotions and shakes up our world. And what we see on TV, we base our, we let those things inform our morality and our character and our integrity. And, and then there's social media, which we just get a constant nonstop feed of. And so you want to have the blessings of God and, and want to be blessed, then you choose not to let those things be your source for morality, your source for right and wrong, your source 
source for how I live and your source for what it looks like to be a person of character. You choose not to let those be your source, but rather you let the word of God be those things. Now, if you're not sure how much influence they have on you, I would ask you this, which do you know better? Those things that I just mentioned, social media, entertainment, pop culture, CNN, or God's Word. Let me put it to you this way. Um, are you better at quoting the Word of God or singing the lyrics to the latest, greatest pop song in whatever genre you like? Are you better at quoting the commandments of God and putting the garbage and the junk and the craziness going on in our world in the context of the Word of God? Or are you better off? Are, are you better at putting in the context of Fox News or The Five or CNN or uh, Andrew Cuomo? What, how, where, how do you frame the world around you? Which do you, you frame it in? Um, which are you better at? Are you better at framing it um, in terms of the Word of God or what you just saw the last little clip blip post on Facebook or some kind of social media? I think that's a really good question, and I think if we'll be really honest about it, most of the time, many, many times, we all we, we all really come up short on this. If we would spend as much time in the Word of God and the commandment of God, we watch do watching Fox News or surfing uh, the Internet or, or on, on social media, maybe our perspective on the world would be different, and maybe we would see more blessing upon our life. It's something to think about. Blessed is the man who walks not in the council of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. We, it's not that we, not that those things are bad. I'm not against entertainment or media or any of those things, but let not, let's not let those be the things that inform us. The, the psalmist goes on and he says this, the, this is the person, the person that's blessed, the person that's successful, the person that is uh, a solid uh, is the person that delights in the law of the Lord. And I, I, I'm not going to spend a lot of time here, but I just say this. Do you take joy in God's commandments? Do you find delight and joy in his commands? Or are you the person, and I've, I've known people like this, when you start talking about, you know, God's word says this, or, or they look at God's word and they read it and they see it says this. All of a sudden there's anxiety because it's pushing back against what they want to do, what their, their flesh wants to do. Do you find delight and joy in God's commands or anxiety? And then that desire to circumvent them. How do I get around this? It's like the guy that came to Jesus in Matthew. Okay, God, Jesus, I, I'll keep the commands, but oh yeah, which ones do I really need to keep? Right? Where do we place God's command and God's law and God's word in our life? I think it's a really good question. He says this in verse 2 also, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. And that idea of meditation is we, we spend time not just reading it, not just memorizing it, but we actually take it. doesn't just inform our mind, it informs our heart. We think about it, we ponder it. And I would ask you this, which do you spend more time thinking about? I think this is a really, really good valid, might convict you question. Do we spend more time thinking about God's commands or the latest binge-worthy binge series? When, when we go to bed at night, are we so encapsulated, wrapped up in the latest binge-worthy series that, that we, we actually think about that going to bed or getting up? Um, and do we really, do we make God's word, do we let it rise to that level within us? Because if I'm reading scripture right, and in this case, listen folks, I am. We meditate upon it day and night. That's what we ought to be doing, and it will change us so much. Part three, let me bring this to a close tonight, and I appreciate you all 
tuning in, being a part of our, our feed. I, I hope out of all this, there's been some things in here that challenge you. Why do we need the Bible? Why do we need the Bible? It has authority. It provides a moral foundation. It brings blessing, stability, and provision. It brings those things. And I would ask you this question tonight. Is blessing, stability, and provision? Now think about your life. Really really think this through with me. Is blessing, stability, and provision something you need more of in your life? Are you struggling with, with you just don't feel like um, God is protecting, caring for, looking out for you? Do you, you? Are you struggling with a sense of stability? I just don't have any stability in my marriage or my family or my kids or my job. And do you feel like that, that you would just like a little bit more provision and success in life? If so, if any of those things you would answer yes or to all of them, you've got to ask yourself, what motivates the way you live? The choices you make. Is it the Word of God? Is it the commands of God? Or is it one of those other sources that I talked about? What informs your character? When you determine how, how you want to live, what a person of character looks like, is it the Word of God or is it one of those other sources? What determines your beliefs concerning right or wrong? When you determine, and there's a lot of social issues going on right now, and a lot of them are contrary to, to, to biblical, scriptural truths. And when you look at those and you see the arguments and all the stuff that's out there on social media and all the other other places. What determines your beliefs concerning right and wrong? Is it the Word of God or is it one of those other sources? I, I think those are all valid questions. And if you feel like you need God's blessing in a greater way, you need stability, you need direction, you need success, you need all those things, then I would encourage you tonight to go back and put the emphasis on spending time in God's Word that you spend in some of those other places. Because I happen to believe the word of God to be true. Blessed is the man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly or sit in the place of the scoffer or stand in the place of sinners. I happen to believe it's true. You will be blessed. Now, I also want you to remember it, 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 when I read it a few minutes ago, um, your blessing will come in season, in due season, but it will come. So I, I hope tonight maybe that gives you an opportunity to take a minute and look at your life, look at your heart. Look at your your um, where your time goes, your priorities, and ask, God, is there a way that I can receive more from you, more blessing? And I think maybe for all of us, including me, this is one of those teachings, messages that I point back at myself as well as at each of you tonight. Um, I want more of the blessings of God, and I hope you do as well. Hey, for next week, next week's going to be a great um, focus, great lesson. We're going to look at this. Why do we need the Bible? Because the Bible makes strong families. And we're going to read, we're going to talk next week about marriage. We're going to talk about kids. We're going to talk about just a number of things. Why do I need the Bible? Because the Bible makes for strong families. Uh, and this is one of those places where culture is going one way and the Word of God goes another. And I would just ask you, as you look at our culture today, are families stronger today than they were when we as a nation were more um, tightly following the Word of God? And i got to say, not really. Not really. Um, so next week will be a really informative time of, of, of conversation and discussion and looking at God's Word. There's some scriptures to read next week. Um, they're there on the screen. I'm not going to read them to you. You all can read. And uh, if you would like to read ahead or just like to get an idea where we're going, there you go. Would love to have you be able to do that in your devotions this week. So, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna sign off here. It's good to have you guys with us tonight. Love you guys. Appreciate you so much praying for you. And uh, looking forward to seeing those of you that can be there on Sunday with us on Sunday. And uh, those of you that can't, um, I hope to see you on the live feed. So you guys have a great week and take care. God bless.
Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you're looking for a church home or are interested in what God is doing through Souls Harbor, visit us at www.soulsharborag.com. If you have an encouraging story of what God has done in your life through these podcasts, please share it with us at sharbor at indy.rr.com.